Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. He's used to getting what he wants. But this time, he wants revenge. His bad side is a dangerous place to be. Timothy Dalton is James Bond in License to Kill. Um, so yeah, Bond then uh, has this awesome bit where he harpoons onto the plane. It's one of those aquaplanes, just about to take off. And he gets on one of the th- things and then water skis behind it, which is so cool. Yeah, yeah. Again, this whole sequence is great. There's so many times I like it where he, he obviously stabs up the cocaine Mm. So the fish get high as fuck, mm. and uh, yeah, it's just a brilliant it, the whole sequence, the and like, like the fight by the coral and the hub and, and it throwing people off the plane. It's just and there's another good double take from the pilot. Yes, uh, another one of those. <laughs> um, of course, I've, one of the... sli- I've slightly Scooby Dooed that up. <laughs> one of those fish, of course, that was too close when he did that went on to going right for SNL. <laughs> uh, yeah, he gets aboard the plane, chucks them both out, and then flies off. And it's a great bit where he looks around and sees he's just full of money, and he starts throwing it around as you would, like ha ha. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice throw- that even he. It's enough money that even Bond is like, well, <laughs> looks like yeah. we can revisit the stag too. Yeah, <laughs> take that, midget police. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he flies off, and meanwhile, <clears throat> he goes back to. Um, Felix's house after dark. Yes. Retrieves that disc, puts it in the over elaborate computer, and sees that as part of Felix's honeymoon, he was going to meet Pam at a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which would have gone down well. Yeah. The Barrelhead uh, Bar. The Barrelhead Bar, yeah. And he goes in, he's bought himself a new speedboat, which is nice. <laughs> and he goes in, and then he meets Pam. And she's like, Have you got a gun? And he's like, yeah, and he shows her his tiny Walter P.P. Gay. And she's got this huge <laughs> fucking shotgun under the table. And she does that. Yeah. Which I really like. And then Darius. And she, she, she is absolutely brilliant in this case. She's amazing. She's my favourite Bond girl because she's so. Uh, not At no point does she. Is she in distress? She's in control of it the whole time. She's, she can handle herself. She flies a plane. She's definitely my favourite. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a nice touch in this where rather than. Like he orders the drink that she orders. Yes. Which is it's a nice it's just a nice little thing mm. where it's 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 a because it's a she orders a Budweiser with lime. Yeah. Which which I've never heard I've I've never seen anyone drink that in life. No. But this is how you know that Bond has taken what's happened to Felix and Della badly. The fact that he the fact that James Bond happily drinks a Budweiser with lime is <laughs> a clear indication of some product placement. But but yeah. it also I don't think it works quite in the way Budweiser would have hoped that you don't sort of go, Oh, I'm gonna try that. You kinda of go, <laughs> fucking hell, James Bond is is in severe emotional distress. Also, he doesn't ever look really happy, does he? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But Dario turns up with the um, non-union Mexican equivalent of Kenneth Cope. Yeah. <laughs> and um, sits well, down. There's and a nice touch that the, the fact that the Contras kicked him out. That's a nice touch. Mm. Of like he's this guy's too crazy for the Contras. Yeah. And then he sits down and does another great line reading, and he goes, "Senorita Bouvier." Yeah. Which is a bit like um, Greedo. Yes. <laughs> well, the way because when he when he when he arrives, I really, I'm mentally even though you, I'm having now watched this a few times, I know what he's going to say each time. I just want him to say, "Give me the key, you fucking cocksuckers." <laughs> oh yeah, God, that's that's a fucking hell of a performance in that film. Yeah, yeah. He's a weird one. He's a weird one. He he likes to put in weird ticks to characters he plays. Have you seen him in The Last mm. Jedi? Yes, yeah, yeah. Or he has this weird stutter. He kind of goes, yeah, and, it's, and you're like, what? And it is it to the point where sometimes it borders on in, incomprehensible. Yeah. I mean, it's particularly in The Usual Suspects. Yeah, yeah. But it's really funny. We can't talk about that film anymore. It's it's double no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spacey and Singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I mean the clue the clue's in the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um <clears throat> so yeah, they sit down with Pam and um the Kenneth Coke guy is just about to reach something and Bond smacks his head on the table and says he's had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And then it just starts because it's nineteen eighty nine. It starts a giant bar brawl. Yeah, where Bond it's... gets attacked with a swordfish. Yeah, and again, a good comedy look at the spike. Yes. Yeah, right as he's put in his face, and she blows a hole in the wall, and they go out through that, and it kills the jukebox, which I always enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. And they're just about to get in the boat when Dario leans out and shoots Pam twice in the back, and looks very pleased with himself. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, as they're going away in the speedboat. She's like, oh, thank God for bulletproof vests. And he says, you're bloody lucky to be alive. And then she tells him to relax, yeah. which again is a really then, good yeah. trait for a Bond girl. Chill out. Yeah. Well, it's nice because, again, when he says, you're bloody lucky to be alive, and you should want to hear, like, you can talk. Yeah. What you did what you did at Felix Stactor, you should, <laughs> you should have died nine times over. I always imagine if he has a medical, it's like that bit in Simpsons and Mr. Burns has got every disease known to man, but they're in perfect <laughs> yeah, balance. Yeah. You've got every yeah. STD. Yeah, you've got everything's. This is the, it's the same as your previous medical bond. Eleven <laughs> types of gonorrhea. <laughs> Some even yet to be discovered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they're, as they're going along in the boat, it runs out of petrol because it was shot. And she's like, "Oh, I've heard this before." Yeah, and, and like, is that no, a, no, no. is that a reference to an old Bond? Is there an in joke here that I don't think so? Is, is, I thought there's is there like a previous film where something runs out of gas? I might a, maybe I've got that totally wrong. I think it's just a film trope generally, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Doesn't it happen in Michael Jackson's Thriller? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he doesn't turn into a werewolf, though, thankfully. Or a cat. Yeah. Catwolf, whatever the fuck he is in that. Yeah. Um, so then they start snogging, and there's a, a foreshadowing. She blows his horn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then they go to Isthmus, and she says she's coming with him because she, yeah. she knows and stuff. Do we, do we briefly see money. Do we go back to the... Oh, yeah. The, it, and it's not the... It's, I, I, can never, I, I haven't written down, because it's not Lois Maxwell, obviously. It's Caroline so. Bliss, who is now like a holistic healer. Which is presumably nominative determinism. Yeah, yeah. It's lucky her name isn't Caroline Han Shandy. <laughs> uh, she's made five typing errors in this letter alone, Steve. She's not on her job. Yeah, so M is going to punch her in the kidneys. <laughs> she says she's really worried about James, and then he says, he'll go after Sanchez. And he's, and, alert- uh, he, he's alerting his man in Isthmus. That's right, yeah. And meanwhile, she alerts her man. She asks to be put through to Q branch. So then Bond arrives in Isthmus, and he meets that bank manager who looks like Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) And he wants to open a bank account, and the guy's like, oh, well, you can go and speak to the front desk. And then these men start loading in suitcases full of money. And he's like, oh, have a seat, Mr. Bond. 
And, it's like, uh, no, it's a, ca- a case of champagne and fresh flowers every day. Yeah, and every, he's tipping everybody. I love this, though. It's a real fucking up yours to Sanchez because he's tipping everybody huge amounts of Sanchez's money, which I really Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> nice. To, yeah. Well, this is where the Yajimbo stuff mm. really kicks in. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and there's the nice touch where Bouvier gets called Kennedy. Yes. Which is a, he tells her to go off touch. and go get some nice clothes. <laughs> and that's the best I will take in the film is when she comes back in in her super sexy business clothes. Yes, with, really and this nice is with, with the haircut. Yeah, mm. and he looks around and then what the fuck? <laughs> he says that down the lens. Yeah, which is which is charming given that he's already banged her at this point as well. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I did all right like, there, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sanchez, meanwhile, is in his uh, room watching. Uh, Professor Joe Butcher um, doing his uh, telethon thing. Yes. Which, as, as a child, mystified me. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it's, it is one of those where things that makes... Yeah, it makes sense as an adult. I, I, yeah, I remember thinking I wouldn't have got these references. No, not at all. I mean, it's still mildly mystifying now, really. They're, they're they're trying to get everyone to to agree to the new prices. Yeah, because uh, he's got an assistant called Truman Lodge. Yes, who is played by the the Jimmy from Seinfeld. Yes, all right, that's right. Yeah, Jimmy wouldn't do that. Yeah, and he's also the main priest in Leslie Nielsen's Repossessed. <laughs> yeah. Well, he plays. Um, he does it. It's a, it's a really good performance. He does because yeah, because right. there's quite a few different. It's actually. I, I, one of my memories of watching it as a kid is there's quite a few different characters to keep up with. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember sort of not quite following exactly who was who. Mm. Um, and now, and obviously, I, it's, it's, it's it's all perfectly gettable. I just was uh, a 12-year-old fool. Exactly. But uh, Sanchez asks Loopy about, you know, that stuff with um, the wave crests. Do you see anything that happened there about this guy stealing all that money? And she's like, no, didn't see anything. Yeah, he's like, oh. yeah. And then he gets the call. San- Sanchez has got the nice iguana with the necklace on. Yeah, the diamond and, necklace. Uh, yeah, and Lupe doesn't like the iguana. No, for for obvious uh, reasons that she yeah. was beaten by one about yeah, an hour yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, and also presumably next to the iguana, uh, Sanchez's skin looks okay. <laughs> Is that why pirates had parrots? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he gets a call from the casino downstairs that there's a gringo uh, spending a lot of money. Yeah, they, there's a. I, I like. The, there's obviously one editorial pass on the script where they went, mm. "Let's sprinkle a bit of Spanish." Yeah. Uh, but only the words we know. So, so there's gringo, mm-hmm. and then and then there's a bit later where where Lupe says to Bond, "Are you loco?" Yes, right. Uh, and then and later Sanchez kind of goes, "You got big cojones." Mm. And then Bond says, uh, "Dos tavatas por favor." Yeah, yeah. But it really is—it's like someone's like gone, "Hey, don't just put balls, put yeah. cojones." And I, yeah. I like, I like, I like the idea that someone like he's like, "Good, you've got really big cojones." I'm so, sure there's a friend of mine had read that. There's like a, a mate of mine at school had he had like read it somewhere and so called them cojones. A friend of mine used to say superlative. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. When, when you read them, maybe have a read of them again. See how they sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyperbole uh, was it was one that yeah. scuppered quite a few people. <laughs> yeah. um, so he sends Lupe down to go and have a look at this fella. And um, yeah, and he's because he's obviously Bond has pretended to be shit at blackjack. Yes, right. Yeah. So he's putting Sanchez's money back in his company now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's he's uh, with Pam. And then his dealer hand changed and he looks up and it's Lupe. And she's really good at dealing because she used to work there. And Pam's um, getting the martinis in at this point, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Which she had, does a really to... good... She does the thing where when she's indicating shaken, she does, yep. She just does the wanker sign. <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does wank, wank, not stirred. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, that's, that's a really good bit as well where Bond says to Lupe, take me to Sanchez. And they walk past Pam when she's at the bar. So she downs one of them. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of oh Jesus Christ face. 
So yeah. he then goes up to see Sanchez and then says, all your men are shit. Uh, I'm a, a top assassin. Yeah. And he asks him why he's got a gun. And he says, Is a, are you a problem? He says, uh, do, you, do you help people with problems? And he says, oh, a problem solver. And he says, more of a problem eliminator. Yeah. And there's a real, it's a classic extended laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's that great story where he says, you need to show a special talent that people here don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bond says, that shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, and everyone's like, hey. Yeah. Well, I, I really want Truman Lodge at that point to go, oh, the Jimmy feels sad. <laughs> um, but then it's great here because uh, Sanchez is quite impressed. and says, I'll tell you what, I'll hold on to your this, indicating his passport, and then says, and I'll hold your gun because you don't need a gun in Isthmus. It's like, oh, um, yeah, and then he goes, and then uh, as he leaves, he says to Hella, his big American assistant, to look, you know, to look into him. And then they go back to their room, and they're told that his uncle has arrived. Yes, and that's when you get the good scene where she's got a little gun in her leg. Yeah, not like yeah. Robocop, but. <laughs> <clears throat> and they burst in and knock you over. And he says, "I could have bloody killed you." Yeah, he he did he did because obviously they're not allowed to swear more, but they they lean heavily on on bloody with Dalton, mm. and he delivers it well. Mm. But he he then Q says to him, you know, without Q's branches help, you'd have been dead years ago. And I had some holiday to take, so I thought I'd come out and help you out. Just very nice <laughs> yeah. him. And then he yeah. opens. But you his should go. I, you should go. Like you didn't invite me on the stag, you prick. Yeah, I had to stay at home and help myself out. Yeah, I could have given you. I could have given you a a, a gadget, a condom for Christ's sake. <laughs> Does it fire bullets? No, it's, it just stops them from being fired. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, then he shows them all the gadgets he's brought. He's brought an exploding alarm clock, guaranteed to never wake anybody up. <laughs> Which again okay. is a terrific. That's a terrific little gag. That it's a really yeah. nice. And then he's got a Polaroid camera that shoots a really weird dodgy laser that doesn't match when it's being fired. Yeah, yeah. Into a picture of El Presidente. And that's an, and again, that's a really nice gag. Yeah, it is. Well, especially as the photo comes out and they're, they're x-rays. Yeah. It's really weird. And then the other one is the signature gun. Yes. In the shape of a camera, which Skyfall borrows this, because in Skyfall he's got a signature pistol. There you go. Mm. Um, Sorry, I just I just took a sit. That was quite an impressive blink of water. It was. I was it was mildly sexual. Again, I'll leave that in. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, but yeah, says, it's, it's nice. It's a real. And so I remember watching this as a kid and thinking, "Oh, great! It's cute." Like it, it, mm. it's that obviously you know with all the shenanigans around the making, you know, and the, the various production difficulties. It's nice. To, it's just not nice to see Q to see Q. Nice. <laughs> And then he goes, uh, he realises he's going to have to sleep with Q because Pam wants to be on her own. And yeah. then as Q removes his trousers, he'll see Q Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he says, I hope you don't snore, Q. But presumably they had sex. I hope they did. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, cause, because he's just cock-blocked Bond. Yeah. So I, I really, like, if there was just a scene where Bond was a bit more liberal, he just went, oh, well, in for a penny. Yeah, yeah. Or Q just wakes up in the middle of the night and finds him bumming him. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh God! Well, the, I, I really, I, I, I often, I have a daydream in this film that if there was, if Q was, was, was quite the uh, the shagger as well. I, I kind of like that daydream that they, that if Q was up to all sorts as well. Yeah. Because because like at the end where she gets together, when Lupe gets set up with the president. Hmm. I would much rather Lupe just walk into the sunset with Q. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, I'd love that. I'd love a spin-off film where Q and Bond get married. Yeah. So the world's crying out for it in 2020. Um, but meanwhile, Sanchez yeah. is uh, having having some businessmen, some Japanese businessmen. Um, one of them called Quang says, "You know what? You you know we've we've been giving you all this money. How about?" You show us around the factory. Yeah, and it's it's sort of awkward because he referred Sanchez referred. Obviously, this is just a linguistic, linguistically of its time. Mm. But when he he refers to talking to the Orientals, yes, right, yeah, about setting up a deal, and it's this. Uh, 
and it, you know she promises to show them the distribution center and then introduces them to a load of sex workers yeah she's like there's a there's a kids in the hall sketch where they're they're having a business being like this and the, the boss is like you know it's been a tough year or whatever and you've all worked hard and then he just says Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to... Thank you, Robert. Okay, gentlemen, as you know, we're very eager to do business with you. Yeah, as we know that. I'd like to begin the presentation, but first, the whores! That's his, it's his way to change everybody's mind. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you've got the classic sight of um, loads of businessmen sort of kind of like standing around while these women dance around them kind of going... Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've never seen women before, and it's and again, it's 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 that um, the way Japanese businessmen are often presented in American I'm films as being so. that, that it's it's not an undercurrent of racism to it. No, and it's really nice in the Taken a Pelham one two three where they where they they subvert it really nicely. Where oh God, yeah. has been been <laughs> calling them dummies the whole time, and then yeah. at the end, thank you, Lieutenant Garber. Yeah. And it's so a really, funny. it's a really nice rug pull. Really funny. God, that film's so good. Um, but meanwhile, as Quang gets his way, and they're going to have a tour of the facilities, um, Sanchez goes into his office. He gives El Presidente less money than usual. He says, "You were very quiet when I was arrested," and then says, "Remember, you are only president for life." Yeah. Which again, oh. there, yeah, just there are so many lines where you just go, oh, like, you have to pause it. I, I, like, I need to rewind it to watch it again. Yeah, because it's so well written and so brilliantly performed, yeah. and the fact that the president looks like Graham Souness is, is <laughs> just an added bonus. He plants his flag halfway through his desk. Yeah, uh, but meanwhile, because Bond... we, we've seen Heller a bit as well, and Heller, yeah. who, who's obviously going to be important with in the plot, he looks. Like he's in the wrong. He looks like he's sort of playing the wrong person. Like yeah. it's it's a good performance, but he he looks like Emilio Estevez is playing Barney Rubble, uh, <laughs> and it, and it. But it's it doesn't quite. It's not. But it's it's nothing wrong with the performance. It just he doesn't look like what you think Heller should probably look like. Yeah. Well, if I was Sanchez, I would constantly every time he wanted to every time he was going to talk to me, I would say, "Heller, Heller, Heller, tell me more." <laughs> because <laughs> it would never get boring uh, but meanwhile Bond has disguised himself as a waiter gone up to the roof got his signature gun oh first he's put um, dentonite toothpaste all around the windows yeah and laid a detonator of Lark cigarettes which he was advertising <laughs> at the time you can look up Lark cigarettes adverts with pretty much all the Bonds I think they were sponsored by them and then goes up to the roof and he's just and he, he literally says watch the birdie you bastard <laughs> literally about to shoot him when ninjas arrive and this is again I remember this moment being oh what the fuck it's a really good like out of nowhere yeah. where, where is this going and one of them is like Spider-Man because he fires a net from his wrist yeah. and they hit him on the head with a pole and uh, take him away and he wakes up in a little house and he's tied to the table and then we see Quang from the meeting. He's actually yeah. Hong Kong narcotics, you bastard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've well, it's interesting because I, I, the um, the the uh, the MI5 man is is Christopher Neem, mm. um, and and I couldn't work out what I, what I recognised him from. And I finally realised he's the baddie in the Doctor Who episode Sharda. Oh fuck! Um, yes, he is. Which which is written by Douglas Adams, and they they I, I saw it at the BFI recently because they um. They animated. The, it's got quite a lot of stuff missing due to industrial action. Yeah, it was never yeah. completed. Yeah, so they've, they've done cartoons, but it's yeah. So it was. It was the time. Sharda was the Time Lord prison planet. Yeah. So really, they should have called it the Nick of Time. Nice. But um, nice. but he's brilliant in that, and it just. But it, it was one of those where, and there's a thing that Frank Skinner. Uh, has, has taught me, which is if you know something and you think you can remember it, you're not allowed to Google it. Yes. That if you, if you know that you never knew it, it's perfectly fine to Google. But if it's just a thing where you're like, ah, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? That as a mental, uh, as an yeah, as an exercise in just training your memory, don't give in to the impulse to Google because your brain will appreciate uh, the uh, the challenge. 
And so this is what I did with Chris Fenim. And it was probably, I'm glad, in a way, I'm glad that we ended up not being able to record this for a few months because I would have never, it, it, <laughs> like, I finally got there about a month ago. But the good thing is, is when the um, Quang and his men say to him, how, does, how did you get hold of a signature gun? And then uh, that agent comes in, Fallon, he's called. And he says, this is the property of Her Majesty's government. How did you get this? And Bond says, piss off. <laughs> yeah. Which is wonderful. And, then yeah. just oh, and again, to... I, that's the great thing that rather than there being the impulse for a Roger Moore-style Bond mo, hmm. that that's exactly where where Bond is at, and he's just been for, like he's had his he's had his opportunity to kill Sanchez, just taken away at the very last second. Yeah. So it would just be a piss off. Yeah, but just as they're about to uh, inject him with a serum and then take him back to London, which is Fallon's orders. The room blows up because Sanchez and his militia, led by Heller, arrive and blow the place up. And again, very dark, because Quang gets... Quang's, I, I guess, his assistant, girlfriend, wife, whatever. Yeah, yeah. She gets shot to death. Yeah, and she's shot in the tits, isn't she? In it's the like tits. It's a partic- it's, yeah. um, I think it's one of the things that I was reading that, like, in terms of the cuts that the uh, BBFC wanted... That it's yeah. particularly, yeah, it's really. But the dark bit is, is that when they catch Quang and ask him for information, he's he swallowed a cyanide pill. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. And then Sanchez is so angry, he turns back and shoots his dead body. Yeah. And this is another of those classic bits of Spanish where they someone at some point one of them kind of goes, puta. Yeah, yeah. Sanchez says it to his dead body. And this and, is, uh, it's really, because this is a bit where Bond survives this by chance. Mm. There's there's no there, there's no skill. He's just. This is pure luck. Yes. That that in in this mayhem with all the explosions, the fact that he lives. I mean, he obviously falls unconscious. Yeah. But it's um yeah. There is no bond using his wiles. It's just it, it, in terms of the darkness. So you kind of go well that that you know this is yeah this is carnage. My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. He, he they find him underneath a pile of bodies, and then he wakes up in Sanchez's house. And then Sanchez says to him, yeah. uh, oh, "He's looking. At, is this moment. where? He... Yeah, you, you go. Sorry, no. You say the fish boy statue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's disturbing. That is. Yeah, well, it's sort of I, I, in my notes. I've got it. Looks like Quentin Crisp or Gargamel. <laughs> 
And, I, and the thing is, because I can't even remember, I'm like going off the notes rather than like. He I reminds me remember. of. Um, do you remember the is it Lawrence Harry's? Who's now Lauren Harry's? Yes, yeah. When yeah. he was a child on Woken, doing his antiques. Reminds <laughs> me of that very much. That would be disturbing. This cost um, three hundred pounds. <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're a bit weird. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time for you to be on national telly. Oh, <laughs> in fact, I think Frank. Skinner was into. I think he might be on that episode hmm. um, where he sat really polite, and then years later, Wogan interviews them both again, oh. uh, and 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 Frank is incredibly gracious with it. But he says hmm. something like Lauren Harris is saying something, and that that Frank was saying he was on the verge of whatever the then James Harris was going to say that he would just go me 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 me. <laughs> um, yeah, so he sees that such. He goes down to see Sanchez, and then we get my favourite line in any Bond film. Where Sanchez says to him, uh, Well, we both had close calls last night. You were just in time. Things were about to turn nasty. And it's one of the few bits where Tim, D- Tim Dalton, so like I've done rep with him. Tim, Tim, Tim. I said to Tim Dalton, <laughs> um, uh, where the northern accent comes through with the, yeah. the nasty. And every time he says bloody as well in this, it's northern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Um, but then he starts shit staring, shit housing, which I love. As when he says to them, "Who were those people?" and he says, "Oh, they were, they were trying to kill you, basically." And then he says, um, "Did they say anything?" He goes, "Oh no, apart from they're expecting a lot of cash from someone arriving in Isthmus tonight, because he knows uh, Milton Crest is coming." That yeah, night. yeah, that's oh, beautiful. It's, and um, it's yeah, it's really it's done very very well. And then he says, "Oh, yeah. I used to work for the British government. I know these people." And then Sanchez has kind of checked him over and believes him and says, you know, please enjoy my house, enjoy my hospitality. And then goes to see Hella. And Hella goes, you won't believe what this guy used to be. And then Sanchez goes, British government? He goes, how did you know? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really, it's it's nice feeling. And it's like Hella in, that, in this thing, he looks like the office bully in a totally different film. Mm. Like he looks, he looks like he belongs in an office comedy but yeah it's yeah it's um as all the bits yeah the tendrils are laid and it all it's all I'm, i've worded that incredibly badly <laughs> that's fine uh, but he he then lupe says to him you have to stay or you'll be killed he says no i gotta go so he gets her to say she's going shopping and she goes off in a speedboat and he's on the side of the speedboat yeah, and she when she, she the guard the guard who is meant to be guarding her has a mm. really funny look on his face. Yeah, he's like, oh like, no, I had like one the direct, job. Yeah, like the director said, can you look bemused? <laughs> and he's kind of going, is this bemused? I I think <laughs> that house is still there. Um, about a year ago, it was listed for sale for a ridiculous amount of money, but it hasn't changed. So, so it's still got the fish statues. Still got the fish statues. Fantastic. Still, still got dead. And keys of cocaine everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, so he goes, and this is a great bit because he bursts right into the hotel room, grabs Pam, tells Q to fuck off, basically. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Takes Pam in the other room, pulls the gun from her garter, sticks it in her face because he'd seen her the night before as he was about to assassinate Sanchez, doing, doing a deal with Hella or looking like she was about to. And he says, What's going on? And she says that Hella wanted to do a deal with the US government in, in exchange for immunity. He had uh, Sanchez has got some um, stinger missiles. Yeah, she said. But then when and, you did that, you fucked it all up. And she, he, because it's obviously all exposition. Her, mm. She's got a really funny soap opera voice as she as she delivers mm. this exposition. It's all dramatic urgency. Yeah, but it's good though because he realizes at that point that he's fucked by being the way he is. But he's single minded about it. But he fucked up two big operations that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's quite a nice little moment for him to realise that he's probably being a bit heavy-handed. But yeah, and she says something like, "There's more to this than your personal vendetta." That's right. Great line. Which it, yeah, I, I really wish he would go personal vendetta. That's a tautology. <laughs> and then Q could come in and say, "I've just made dinner with my personal vignetta." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he'd say that, but I'd like him to. <laughs> Wearing oven gloves, holding a vignetta. <laughs> Oh, have I cop blocked you again, James? <laughs> I told you to fuck off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <clears throat> then they then go to the boat at night. They go to the, the yard at night where the, the, the harbour, even, 
And then Pam pretends to be a harbour master, which I really like because they're oh, all, really they're all basically like a woman. Yeah, you're the harbour pilot? No, I'm his secretary. Yeah, that's great. And then she just powers the boat into the dock and then runs off. You deal with it. And yeah. it all crashes in. So Sanchez is like, what the fuck's going on? Meanwhile, Bond has snuck in and gone to the um, decompression chamber and put all of that... Because he's taken it out of the bank by now. And yes. he's put all of it into the decompression chamber and then fucked off. Well, he's got in the water to have a look. And all of Sanchez then comes to Milton Crest and says, so tell me again what happened when you lost all yeah. that money. And there's and a he, lovely... Bond mm. has done a funny... He, he, the way he puts his hands together when he dives in mm. is yes. it really like a, like it's someone being taught diving for the first time. He's going, I've got to do that bit. <laughs> Head down, arms out. Yeah, yeah. But it's brilliant because when Crest verbally explains what happened with Bond, it does sound ridiculous, which is yeah, why it's yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah. He's like, a guy came in, he water skied, and Sanchez is like, oh, he water skied. He's like, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he flew off, and Sanchez goes, like a little bird. Yeah. And you and you would want to say, that if Crest could go, yeah, this is the same guy that <laughs> that put a hook onto your plane, remember? Like yeah, you remember him? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does. And then he gets a whisper in his ear, and he takes uh, Crest down, and they they found the money. And this is the scene where it got a lot of shit as well. It got a lot of cuts because he yeah yeah he says you steal my money, and then he throws him in the decompression chamber and locks it, and then turns it on, and Crest is like ah like he's having to watch Spectre again, <laughs> and then Sanchez axes the pipe and all the air comes out yeah. and his head fucking explodes. It's it's amazing, and this is a bit that. There was a thing that I'd not register. I don't think it's in the originals. And so I've having watched this scene again on YouTube, mm. there's a bit in what I presume that, that there's a bit that I presume was edited out of the original where where Crest just says while he's in the chamber, that hurts. Because oh, he goes, right. That hurts. Oh. And it's fucking chilling. It's so mm. brilliantly simple. Just a you know, a sleazy bad guy just kind of going, That hurts. Oh. Is it really did something? It's like a Jesus. That's that's all you need to communicate. And uh, yeah, it, it, I found it actually blood curdling. Just someone reduced to that kind of level of pleading and is in agony. It really, it's a really because obviously it's a, it's a tricky thing to act well. Yeah. And obviously by the end they turn him into. Uh, um, it looks like. Just as his head explodes, you know that that scene where Vic, where Vic and Bob are hitting each other, and they put like a bucket over Vic's head and yes. bang the bucket with it, and then and yes. then it's it, his head is the shape of the bucket. That's how Crest looks at the end. It's amazing, and it, yeah, it's horrible. And then they they open it up, and there's blood everywhere. And they say, "What should we do with the money?" And Sanchez goes, "Launder it." Yeah, brilliant. It's, again, yeah, just phenomenal. It's, it's one of those where. You like you want him to. You want them to. I would love to see that being filmed and them high fiving mm. at the end. It's just a terrific. Yeah. And then he goes it's back re- to the. Bo- it's the really Bond. good. It's so good. He goes back to Bond's room at his house, and we're thinking, "Oh God, he's not there. This is going to be awkward." And he opens it, and then Bond's pretending he's just woken up. Yeah. And he hands him a wad of cash and goes, "You were right." And then, as he's about to leave, Bond goes, "Oh, it's just one person, was it?" He's like, what? Yeah. Because, oh, it's just like, I thought no one would be stupid enough to take you on by themselves. And he's like, uh, starts more seeds of doubt being sown there. And then he says, yeah. anyway, get some sleep because in the morning you're coming with us. We're going to the factory. And then as he leaves, Lupe yeah. comes in and they have sex. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's a nice, because it's, it's been interesting because at, at this point, Bond has been trying so hard to get Pew, to get Q and Pam to leave yeah. it's like he just wants the two of them to get it on yes yeah and then yeah it really is like he's just he's got away with this work to go oh now I'm, now I'm gonna do lupe as well might as well you know when in rome <laughs> yeah. and then and then lupe races to their hotel where q and pam are getting packed for the fucking fourth time the amount of times he's told them to go home and she says <laughs> yeah. you know you gotta help us i'm really worried about james and then and she goes i love him and then leaves and she's like pam does that I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Q, the Q's face, the look on Q's face is one of, not this shit again. <laughs> Put it away, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. And then he puts his arms around it, which is, with his hands, is a bit like um, like someone with bananas for hands trying to cuddle a small chimpanzee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. 
Um, but then we get um, Bond going in his convoy to the facility and Pam is renting a plane so she can fly because she's very good flying. Yes. She's very good flying. <laughs> uh, and Q is dressed as a Mexican bandito. <laughs> <laughs> With a sombrero and a comedy big moustache. And he's got a broom and as he a rake, sorry, and as he sees him drive past, he opens the rake and tells Pam that he's on his way and then chucks the lake uh, the rake into a bush and walks off. Yeah. Into a grand ale bush. Hey. <laughs> and then they all go to the facility and she goes in to speak to Joe Butcher, saying that she's a big fan of his and she's brought loads of money from her small town. And he takes her to his special sex room. Yeah. It's Wayne Newton, isn't it? He's Wayne really, he's really Newton, good. Yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah, he's terrific he's in it. So good in this because his catchphrase, "Bless your heart." I was going to say. <laughs> then we're we're shown how the um, drug is made, how it's shipped, and I yes. still don't understand it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. What, one of the things I like is when the the Japanese businessmen or the Orientals, as mm-hmm. they're referred to, when, when they arrive, he asks them all to put on masks. And yeah. they all do, which in mm. this day and age feels feels particularly resonant. It does, doesn't it? In in, in twenty twenty, one of them I, should kick off. Yeah, yeah, just one, yeah. like just one Karen in the background. Yeah, you want to take away my freedom? And he, David Icke, comes in and says, "Oh, okay, <laughs> nice." Uh, but the plan, there seems to be the idea is you're going to get cocaine, right? You're going to mix it with petrol, run it through a filter, and then have this blobby wet cocaine full of petrol. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's one of those in terms of suspension of disbelief, mm. like like the idea of snorting snorting coke that stinks like a fucking petrol station. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but apparently that's what they want to do. Yeah, um, and they're all being shown it, and it's all going swimmingly until Dario comes in, and he keeps looking at Bond like he knows him, and then realizes he does, and then comes up yeah, behind yeah. him with a gun in his back. And then, um, oh, we and, get... and again, you feel you feel the tension. It's again, it's very well done that that um, Del Toro is so menacing that you really have that like, oh no, because they've seen each other before. Yeah, and then yeah. Sanchez even stops talking and looks at him like, well, what's going on? And then Dalton does what he does best, and he does it in the Living Daylights as well. He turns around and delivers a fucking square on headbutt yeah. right into Del Toro's face, and then throws fire. Surprisingly, all the petrol in it goes on fire, and the entire place starts burning down within about yeah, four yeah. seconds. I suppose that's the danger of using petrol. Yeah, yeah. And the the Jimmy is very upset. Yeah, about the cost, about the, the the financial implications of this. I mean, he goes off in a minute brilliantly. The film is like, <laughs> yeah. oh, great. Yeah, awesome. yeah, he does. Yeah. Well done, Franz. <laughs> um. <clears throat> yeah, meanwhile, so, meanwhile, Pam has got um, has has uh, has got the kit has got her gun out mm, with Wayne Newton. Yeah, and it actually says, "Give me the keys." Failing mm. to add, you fucking cocksucker. That's right. Yeah, but it's so brilliantly done with Wayne Newton because he gives her the keys, and then she's like, she goes, and then she's about to leave to lock him in, and then he just again goes, "Bless your heart." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's a lovely nod to the old eccentric. Things like Diamonds Are Forever, you'll have these little weird characters pop up who are just strange. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of got lost in the wash of Bond over the years, but I like that. Um, so yeah, then Bond gets captured by um, Delta, uh, by um, Dario and his men, and they tie him up and they're going to drop him into a, a cocaine mincer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which which is Liberace's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen oh god there was a video someone posted it was the intro to his tv show oh i wish I'm i could have posted it and it's him literally playing everything like a piano he's just like daintily running around his house and every time there's a bit of piano in the song he'll play like the sideboard a dog at one point he's in a swimming pool that's got piano keys on it. he'll play that it's amazing fantastic um, so yeah, then they're gonna they're gonna kill him, and then Sanchez is told that Hella's missing. Yeah. So he goes to deal with that and leaves Dario to kill Bond. And so, and so, even while Bond is on, is being put on the conveyor, he's he's helping sow the seeds about Hella. Yeah, because he says, "What about Hella and those missiles? If you can't trust, uh, as you say, if you can't trust Crest, who can you trust?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. And yeah, so he goes off and to go deal with that. 
Yeah, and then this is one of the another another of many great lines. Hmm. When you're up to your ankles, you'll beg to tell me everything. Oh. When you're up to your knees, you'll kiss my ass to kill you. Yeah. It's awesome. But Dario is just about to kill him. He's trying to cut the... He's, like, tied up with, like, um cable tie type thing. Yeah, and yeah. He's trying to cut I, it so he'll let go. Yeah, I, I had it, um, the, the ankles and knees thing, in my head. I don't often have baths rather than uh-huh. instead of showers, but in, if uh-huh. I'm getting into a hot bath, I now kind of go, when I'm up to my knees, I'll kiss my ass to kill you. <laughs> uh, but Pam shows up and shoots Dario because he says, yeah. dead. And it really, because this is the the epitome of when he gets the knife out, the swishy sound, and it's really yes. presented in that ta-da. Mm-hmm. And she shoots him, and then Bond grabs him, and he goes off on the conveyor and down into the mincer. He gets chomped, yeah. He does get chomped, and he kisses. And again, Bond. another another one where you feel it. It's done again. Yeah. The scream, the scream. I, again, I must have seen that one. I must have seen the unedited version at, at mm. somewhere because you hear. The, yeah, it's the again from incredibly sinister villain to man screaming in genuine agony. Yeah, and then she says, Pam says something, and then she says, "Do you need some help or something?" And then he shouts, "Turn the bloody machine off!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he's a really angry man in a pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then they go out, and uh, he does his first Bond gag in the whole film. Yes, where uh, they're walking around, and then Hella comes out. Well, uh, Sanchez catches Hella loading the stinger missiles into a boot of a yeah. car. And then he says, oh, I was just making sure they're all okay. Yeah. And then he And it's comes another through. great look. It's another great yeah. look from Sanchez. Yeah. And then he comes through a wall and he's been stabbed to death by a forklift truck. Yeah. And, and Bond says he must have met a dead end. Yeah. Uh, and it's the only, it's the only one that maybe it's the economy of those, but it's, yeah, mm. it, um, yeah, it did it for me. Yeah. It made me too. Uh, and then we get the excellent. Pam goes off to get in a plane. Bond gets on the back of a lorry, off one of the trucks, and we get this awesome truck chase. Yeah, it's one of the. I, I sort of in the note in my notes, I'd like just written down that it's just it's all just brilliant. It's just a brilliant set piece, and the whole mm. thing is probably ten or fifteen minutes, but it's just brilliant bit after brilliant bit. And again, as a twelve-year-old kid who who was used to seeing Roger Moore stunt doubles more than Roger. No, you know, love Roger. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But you get to see Dalton at one point on top of a truck with the camera pointing at him, going at high speed, and he he um, he's wafting Pan on in her plane because that's right. She drops him from the plane on top of the truck, and he's sort of going, "Go, go ahead." And you can see it's him on top of this truck, and that's thrilling as a kid when you think James yeah, yeah, Bond yeah. is doing his own stuff. Um, and then yeah, yeah. And, she, and she and she she's nicked the money back from Wayne Newton, hasn't she? She has, yeah. Because I think is that the final bless you. That's right. When, That's when right. she grabs the boot. Yeah. And and then he takes over the driving of a truck, and then you get the awesome bit where they're going to fire a stinger missile at him. And you get that bit where he again double takes because he looks, he squints, like what's that, and then realizes they've got a stinger, and he's like, oh fucking hell! So he goes over that very convenient mound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And puts the the whole truck on two wheels. It's, it's awesome. still it's still a brilliant stunt. Like it's yeah. you know you, you with some of these you look back and you kind of go oh that was good for its time. It's mm. still great. It's still yeah. really really good. Yeah. And then squashes their truck as he goes past, and then eventually catches up with Sanchez. He gets on the top of his truck, and then they're fighting on top, and it crashes. And he, and we've seen it because he's kicked the windscreen, the windshield of one of the trucks mm. out, hasn't he? Bob? Puts it, it on cruise quite, control. Yeah, quite Terminator Two. Yes, yeah, uh, and you also get the bit where Sanchez fires a uh, machine gun at him, and, it's, and the, the the machine gun bullet ping noises play the Bond theme. Yeah, yeah. It kind of goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah, so him and Sanchez crash the truck over the side of the hill, and they're lying there in a state. And Bond kind of crawls out from the wreckage, and then a machete gets put right in his face. And Sanchez has got him. It's fucking yeah. awesome. It's really good. And then he says, don't you want to know why? He looks down and he hits the lighter that they gave him at the beginning. And yeah. up he goes. Yeah. And he should be like, it's just a lighter. I don't understand. He's going, you need to read read the inscription. <laughs> read the inscription. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is tricky. It's just engraved. You've got to basically hold it 
Now, now, yeah, now give it back. Now, now you understand. I want an after credit sequence of Bond's uh, seance, and they're contacting the spirit of Sanchez, and he can just say, "Did you read the inscription? Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to know you understood it before you died. <laughs> yeah. Then I can have closure. Yeah, because uh, he, he, he would be going, what, you've just you've just shown him a lighter. So he'd be going, is this what, because I smoked? Oh, oh, Felix lighter. No, 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 not yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. yeah. And um, then I really want because you you want Bond to be like, it's a callback. Because we've seen this earlier in the film, it's like, and it's like a good Edinburgh show. <laughs> we're, collect, uh, we're collecting for Waverly Care. Put some money in the buckets on the way out. I've been James Bond. Thank you. If you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends. <laughs> if you haven't enjoyed it, I've been Michael McIntyre. Good night. Hey, fantastic! I hope you've used that line. <laughs> I think many um, comics have. <laughs> I think they have. <laughs> um, so yeah, then everything blows up, and then. And again, is this another of the ones where the different versions that, that because obviously it's a, when he goes up, hmm. it's it, again it's pretty extreme. And I think it is. it's this one where where the pain and the distress in the unedited version is is stronger. Yeah, because he shouts "Ah, my cojones!" very loudly. <laughs> he goes, this, "These flames are driving me loco!" <laughs> right down the camera again. Yeah. He says, Lork's a lordy, my bottom's on fire. <laughs> uh, and then we get this after party where um, um, Lupe has now got the diamond as a brooch. Yeah. Not as a brooch, as a uh, wrist necklace, uh, what they called it. Yeah. Bracelet, thank you. Yeah. And, um, and the, 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 the lizard no longer has a necklace. Yeah, and and is this when we, the, uh, the, uh, the, we get the phone call from Felix? <laughs> yeah. Who really has got over the, the hideous murder of his wife very quickly? He's loving it. He's like, I'm going really, fishing. It's great. I'm having a lovely time. Yeah, really I, jolly. Amcot, I think he may have a job for you. Yeah. Good God. And his arm, his arm, his arm has gone from. They think they can save his arm to. It looks like a really minor break. Yeah, exactly. He's he's loving it. I mean, he's he got his refund back from um, Thomas Cook. <laughs> It. it must annoy like David Hedison in the credits to this. He's, he's like thirteenth in the credits. Yeah, it's it's not. It doesn't seem particular, given that he is the you know the main plot driving device. He was in North Sea Hijack for God's sake. Give him some respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So Lupe kisses Bond, but at the same time she's going to get together with El Presidente. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's a neat thing. And but it, Pam sees him kissing her. Yeah. And there's another look from Q, which again is like, again, you syphilitic weasel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Bond jumps over the side into the swimming pool where Pam's standing next to it, crying. Pulls her in, and then we get another callback because it said earlier, you know, why didn't you wait till your ass to be kissed? And he says, well, why don't you ask me? Yeah, yeah. And then they kiss, and then we get the Patti LaBelle song, If You Ask Me To. <laughs> yeah. and a winking fish yeah which there are, there are a couple of things like like that um why, why don't you ask me that feels like it's a line from a different film it feels like that's a rom-com or a, or a 40s screwball comedy mm. but they've like had it floating around as a bit of dialogue uh, and similarly with the winking fish eye sculpture that you kind of can why is that is that is what what is the significance of that it's just a sexy fish yeah, yeah. It's like, one like of the cocaine gone, hey. fish from earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It, yeah, it really does. Feel, it feels like. It. And then we close on a winking fish eye sculpture. This is some good shit. <laughs> uh, so there we have it. License to kill. And it's just brilliant. It, yeah. It it really really stands up. It really does, and it's definitely my favourite. When people ask me what my favourite Bond film is, I say, uh, in my head, it's um, the Spy Who Loved Me because it's like the perfect Bond film. Yeah, yeah. But in my heart, it's licensed to kill because I just love it so much. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> and it's just, it's all great. And like, it is one of those things because Carrie Lowell is such a good actress mm. that um, I, I'm puzzled that she's not gone on to 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 bigger to other films other than Fierce Creatures, yeah. which I rewatched on your uh, suggestion from some yeah. some messages we we flat. And it's it's because it's obviously it's fraught with disaster. Yeah. Then they they don't they just she disappears for a whole chunk of it at she the end. Does. And... It's a disaster. Yeah. It's and it's it's a, it's a frustrating when there are promising things in it, but you can just tell it's a mess. Yeah. It's got it's a good idea. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, so she's so great that other than yeah, you wouldn't guess from that film. You you would look at this film and think she's going to go on to be doing better than having a horrendously acrimonious divorce from Richard Gere. I was going to say yeah, that's a sadly her legacy in that regard. Um, right, I'm going to ask you some questions now. Oh are yes, you, are yes, you ready? I am. Yes, fire okay. away. Okay, what's your favourite Bond film, Steve? It is now this. Like oh. it's it's it, it's yeah. Partly because having watched it three probably three or four times this year, and really loved it every time. Mm. It's just it's one where you sort of you kind of go, oh no, fuck me! It's just brilliant. Like I've yeah. sort of forgotten how good a film it is. Yeah. And now it's partly I, there are ones that I need to rewatch that I haven't seen. So you, are you, I think when I did this a few years ago, I think I'd said. Um, uh, you only live twice, yes. and I've re I've rewatched that since I said that, and it isn't as good as I remember it being. I think I think I'd originally said like the fact that it was written by Raoul Dahl mm. blew my mind mm. uh, as a kid, so it had stuck in my brain. But and it's still decent, but it's just not as good as I remember it. And then I haven't watched Live and Let Die in a, in a long time. I used to love that, but just mm. in terms of. In terms of a, just a brilliant film, yeah. this, this is my this is now my favorite Bond film. I think I know the answer to this. What's your least favorite? Well, it is now Spectre. Yeah. I hadn't. I only watched Spectre recently. So I think I think the last time I said Quantum of Solace, mm. and it is now Spectre. And it, there's there's a weird thing that's happened with with that. If you compare Bond and Mission Impossible, the amount that they push Bond in the UK. like It becomes this, like, you know, you have to see these films in the cinema. They are cultural touchstones. They are delaying the release of the new one to the fucking ruination of a lot of cinemas in the UK. And they're trying yeah. to treat it as this, as this big, important thing. But their hit rate for a thing that gets this much hype, their hit, their hit rate is appalling. Yeah, that's true. How many of these new films have been, have been crap? And so, I, yeah, I watched Spectre during lockdown... And I've heard quite a few of the guests on this podcast share the share the opinion. It's just a really bad film. It's got no, yeah. it's got no nothing. It's got there's no fire or magic or anything. It's just, it's weird to watch a Bond film and feel bored. Yes, uh, that you know, the, even even some of the naffer ones, there is something to enjoy, or you can enjoy it. You can enjoy the ridiculousness of it. But um, but how? Whereas all the Mission Impossible films are thrilling, exciting, emotionally engaging, mm. um, and, and it's it, yeah, they, it, it feels like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it does a bit at times. I'm afraid. Um, can you give me your made-up Bond film title? So I was I, I re-listened to, to to my previous one to remind myself <laughs> of uh, have, have you been missold PPK? That's right. That was my one last time. Because this becomes because it, it becomes quite a challenge. Like I, like even even before we booked this in, I was like, I'm just going to write down ideas just in case I get invited back. Mm-hmm. And it becomes it becomes like a fucking really, you know, I, 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 there are days where I should have been reading bedtime stories to my kids, <laughs> and I was going to try to go fight. And so after much deliberation, my suggested bond title is the Wolfer Boy. The Wolfer Boy. Yeah, where he would instead of the done. water boy, yeah, 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 and so it would be done. Like, my, 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 my name is James Bond, seven license to kill. Uh, give me a, a, a martini, shaking that stirred. Hey, Walter boy, <laughs> uh, okay, great. Um, so Bond is full of silly name names such as Holly Goodhead, Plenty of Tool, Plenty of Smallbone. Can you give me your best Bond lady name? Um, I think last time I had Ivanka Dokov. That's right. Um, so which I'm is, which, find is, which is high up there. I must yeah. Say. So uh, I like I like a cock in me. <laughs> so Isla, Isla uh-huh. is her first name. Uh-huh. Hi, I like a cock in me. Uh, again, and I've written that's cock in me. Yeah. Good yeah. evening, Miss Cock in me. <laughs> Again, I've written too many of these. That that's my choice. Mm. Others that made the shortlist in these notes that I haven't looked at for a while were mm-hmm. uh, An- Anita Busternut, I wrist you off. So I I wrist you off. Fucking hell. I quite liked uh, Kitty Larissa. Right. 
Hi, I'm Kitty Lewis. Yeah, or yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Minage à toi. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, or uh, Marie Shagkill. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. I've also, I'm trying to, yeah. Uh, right, yeah, some of these, this is the, it's a make, because like you write some of them and you go, no, that sounds like a carry on name or that sounds like a porn star name. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, cat, cat flaps. <laughs> so, but yeah, but my, my official choice is I, I like a cock in me. I like a cock in me. Okay. I like a cock in me. Um, you are Q. What gadgets would you give Bond in this film? Um, I was thinking about the the uh, the gadgets I would create for this film. I would either have a robot sex dollar. Uh, I'll start saying that again. A robot sex. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> a robot sex doll Della. Right. Yeah. Um, so that just so that Felix, he can give it to Felix at the end and go, "I've made you a little something." Uh, or I would like a device where Bond could just be the manta ray throughout the entire film. <laughs> Like a cheat code you put into a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like a mod for for like that goat game where he yeah. just gets to he just gets to and no one comments on it the whole time where they're just going. Is it what that? Were you just chatting to that manta ray? What manta ray? <laughs> and finally, who would you have as James Bond next? Now, when we did this a few years ago, I, I'm quite pleased uh, that when we did this a few years ago, I I said. Jack Loudon, who is now, since we've done that, is now quite high up in the betting. Hmm. Uh, uh, So I would stick with him. I think he's really, really great. Um, Just looking him up again. uh, So, so I at the at the time I only knew him as the fighter pilot in Dunkirk. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've seen him. And he's now been in. He's been in a few other things, but I I saw him in a Donmar Warehouse production of Measure to Measure, and he was absolutely brilliant in that. Um, and he's also in Fighting with My Family, the the wrestling one. He's really good in oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's got that vulnerability to him. He's a phenomenal actor. There, it's, it's interesting because there are other actors there who are more immediately more menacing. But I, but I, I think he's got... Yeah, I really, really like him. I really rate him. So, so I would go with him. If um, I, I think now that they're going to make, you know, obviously they're doing the thing in the new film that there will be a black 007, yeah, which seems to be their manoeuvre around making Bond black. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah. Um, uh, I thought, but before I, I was aware they were doing that, Alfred Enoch. Oh yes, um, yes, is absolutely brilliant, and I, and I think because obviously Idris Elba being too old, but if you if if they were going to go for a black Bond, I think Alfred Enoch, and I don't understand why he's not yet. He's such a brilliant actor, and he hasn't. He's the sort of person that I would presume would be getting an Oscar nomination in in coming years. Hmm. But, um, I saw in in two thousand and ten. I saw there was a play called Red, which is about Mark Rothko. And uh-huh. um, Alfred Molina played Rothko. And in the 2010 staging, um, Eddie Redmayne played his assistant. And then when they revived it a year or two ago, it was still Molina playing Rothko, but Alfred Enoch was now playing the assistant. And it felt like this is one of those roles where it's a smaller supporting role, but actors who are going to be amazing and going to be incredibly successful will go on to do it. So Alfred Enoch, uh, I, I wouldn't mind. Matt Smith would be a brilliant bond i think i don't know if it's ever been i don't think i mean there's no way that they're ever going to go for a a doctor who and a bond but i saw i saw him in american psycho uh and and he was brilliant in american psycho and he was really good in um uh, maplethorpe there's a film about robert maplethorpe where he plays maplethorpe he's that i think i think he's got enough range that he would be good i'd still i still jack loudon's still my number one there's also a bloke in the new in tenet um, called Jack Cutmore Scott, uh, who is another of these ones who I think is, I think could be. You know, there's obviously the names that are highly in the betting, but mm. if you wanted an outside one who I th- who sort of fits, he's 33 at the moment, so it could work. Mm. Uh, but Jack Cutmore Scott's really good, but it's still uh, Jack Loudon. And then I can go. Three years ago, I said it. I said I picked him. <laughs> Well, brilliant. Well, Steve, thank you so much for travelling to Isthmus. Yes, I've been singing So Here It Is, Abbey Isthmus in my head. (laughs) 
<laughs> far too long. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Steve. It's good to speak to you again. You too. Bye bye. Man thinks Cassie rules the earth. He can do with it as he please. And it thinks him chains him. He will. Oh, man has invented his due. First step was touching the If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Con Sessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favorite cult heroes at Comic Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead, and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Con Sessions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.